0: Hello lovely people, this is Camila Kava Food Photography Podcast, a place where I interview talents in food photography industry to learn ins and outs to help you and myself grow a food photography career. In today's episode I'm talking with a wonderful food blogger and photographer Anna Vierzbinska, also known as Anna Banana. Anna manages a successful food blog. She photographs for many restaurants and brands and manages her own Instagram account with 35,000 followers. I had such a lovely conversation with Anna and we dived into so many interesting topics like working with local brands and restaurants, shifting mindset during crisis, sponsored posts, building experience and professionalizing business. She also shares some of her favorite books that helped her build a more professional food photography business. You can find the list of those books and podcast notes on my website. All right, so without further ado, let's dive into the conversation with Anna. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here.
0: very excited to speak to you. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself or the listeners that might not know you?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Anna. Um, (laughs) I'm originally from Poland, um, but I live and work in the UK as a food photographer and as a product photographer. And I've been living in the UK for over 17 years now and I've been doing photography for about five years as a full-time job and yeah,
0: loving it. (laughs) Awesome. And how did you decide to become a food photographer, food blogger?
1: So um I think it was just like a gradual process for me. I've always I've always had a bit of an interest in photography ever since I can remember. Um but then a few years ago, I think back in 2014, um I found really old DSLR camera um that I had for years and I just never used it. Um and I kind of slowly started thinking "Mm, maybe I should you know discover what these old buttons are for and started playing with it and then I kind of discovered Instagram back in a day when it was very different back then Um, and I think I just saw loads of guys doing you know food photos and it was just so different back then but I just thought "Mm, I really enjoy it you know and then one thing led to another I started Learning more about the camera itself, and I've really enjoyed doing creating different different recipes. I've always loved baking um so two kind of came together and that's how it all started so back then I still had a full-time job full time my 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 job in the office which I absolutely hate it <laughs> uh-huh. there, um, awesome. yeah, so i was I was running a really big department in the accountancy practice, so it was very different. It was corporate environment, and um, I've been in it for over six years back then, um but my heart just was not in it, and slowly, gradually, I started you know taking more photos, I started learning more about photography itself then I decided, um, my friend said that, oh, you should really start a blog. <laughs> so I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, and ever since then, it was just like snowball effect, I guess. So one thing led to another and I've learned more and more about photography. I started expanding it just, you know, because food photography is lovely and and it's always going to mm-hmm. be like my passion. But I think naturally, you you would know, naturally you want to expand different Areas and try different things. Yeah. So then it's you know amazing. a little bit of lifestyle photography, a bit of product photography, and it's all just kind of started coming together. And and yeah, and then here I am today.
0: Sure. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And uh, yeah, I have to say that your images, I think, are so gorgeous. Oh, so thanks. I was wondering, like, you're also self. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So you're also a <laughs> self taught um, food photographer, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So-
0: could you share with us a little bit um, how you followed uh, the learning path? Was it only just practicing and curiosity or did you follow some mm. courses, some books, um, some, mm. some influencers that helped you to become better?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I don't know where I would be without the Internet. So, obviously, <laughs> you know, Um Loads of the, the loads of my learning curve. It's it's everything together really. It's it's the the information you can find online. Um, it's the books, it's the podcasts, it's different um influencers and their blogs. Um, but at the start, I think my first bit where I found most of the knowledge and where I learned the most was actually Food Blogger Pro. Um, and I think back then, back in the day, um there was there wasn't that many books. Re- well there, there, there were, but the whole industry wasn't booming as much as it is now. And um there was a few books um that helped me. I think um one of them was called Play to Pixel by Helen Dujardin. It's a really old um book um about how to take food photography. Um, but it was like my first one where I kinda actually recall that, oh yeah, you know, when you're reading something and it clicks and you think, oh gosh, that makes sense now. So this mm-hmm. was my first kind of um point with well, that was my first learning curve really, but Food Blogger Pro um blog and the podcast back then as well. Um and then I think through Instagram I think I started finding loads of different people that I've really been looking up to. They've been my um heroes, they've been my, you know, um figures of authority that I've been um always trying to look up to. Um one of them is obviously Rachel from Two Love Studio. Um I found her style just 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 the way she's teaching you and the way she's educating you is is, is the easiest for me to follow I'm a very visual person and you know I, I'm, I'm a slow learner as well so I do I hate technology <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a mutual thing as well um, <laughs> and I just found Rachel's style and you know um just, just just, the way she teaches you I think it's obviously because she's got a background as a teacher as well Um, just right. I could relate to it so well and I took up her Lightroom magic course back in the day and it was an eye-opener for me it changed it was a complete game changer because um, as much as I kind of had the theory behind photography in my head and I was trying to put it in practice there was this big thing that was missing and i think Mm -hmm. it was the editing part i could never get the photos back then where i wanted them to be um Mm -hmm. and taking her course was just a complete game changer for me um but there is you know there's so many different um people (laughs) and different resources like i've listed few of them to be honest but um I think there was there was a few books as well. There was a um, setting up successful photography business. It's, it's a really yeah. old book by Lisa Pritchard. And this book was a game changer for me as well because there came a point when I just um, naturally, I think, progressed from being just like food blogger and taking photos of my food for fun and putting them on my blog and my website and Instagram But then I think you want more and you want to take it more seriously. And, you know, the clients are starting coming through and you're getting these inquiries from people and the brands coming and you kind of want to make it look a little bit more professional. And I think it was this transition from just like being just a blogger for fun and then actually thinking, well, I think I actually want to make it my Mm full-time job. And this book... um, is just full of great tips of how to how to do this transition and how to actually Mm -hmm. set up yourself as a photography business so you know back then I didn't know about things like copyrights for your images or licenses Mm -hmm. and all of this and this book is just like a a well of knowledge and it's still very relevant despite the fact it was written quite a few years ago so so yeah that was another source for me um but mainly, I think it's also like you know, following, following loads of people through Instagram, finding their blogs. So people like Bella from Fulfilled, um, mm. and Alana from the Bourjois Gourmet, and I think it's just you know, you're coming across these people and you, you learn, you look at what they do, you're kind of trying, you're practicing, you're playing with your scene and. You kind of try to take on board um, all of that advice from the other photographers and bloggers, and it's it's just there's just so much information out there today. Definitely, um,
0: definitely.
1: It, it's all there, you know, if you if you're willing to do the research and you're willing to spend a bit of time on it. Yeah. Um, the information is out there, but I think yeah, for me the main. The main resources was probably Rachel, Two Studios, and actually Joannie from the Bite Shots as well. I know oh, yeah. she, she only kind of videos. merged a few years ago, two, three years ago, but she's been just like sensation within the industry. And yeah. and her willingness just to share the knowledge, it was very refreshing because nobody really shared back then all the technical side of things and I think she was the person who like jumped on it and we all literally followed along and it was it was great so yeah it's still a learning curve I mean I'm still learning (laughs) and I always will be because it's just one of these things you never you never know everything and the technology changes so quickly as well you have to you have to keep following and learning all these yeah. new things. Just when you thought you, oh, I've got it, I finally know what I'm doing here, something new comes in, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yep, let's yep. let's learn something new. Um, so yeah, so yeah, my main my main, I guess, tutors awesome. were online, and it was Rachel, it was Joannie, and just some other bloggers that I look up to. Um, awesome. And yeah, and the books.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thank you for sharing. That's really cool. And you mentioned uh, that uh, one of the books uh, helped you to step to a more professional um, role as a food photographer. What would you say like the biggest takeaways were there or how did you professionalize your
1: business? I think there are two sides to to what I do. Um, You've got the blogging side, um, which is still a big part of my business and it still brings loads of income
0: mm-hmm. um
1: but then there is another side which is just photography side and um I think with with photography side obviously blogging is more like you know fun it's a little bit more relaxed with the photography side and your photography clients um it's a little bit more professional um and I don't know, I just found I found it quite natural. It came to me very naturally to to, to to pitch pitch to brands, to reach out to my local pubs, local restaurants and um local small businesses and connect with them and just introduce myself, who I am, what I do, what I can do for them to help them. And it I kind of find it very easy actually to really? this part of the business so uh-huh. th- this part just to like you know come out there put yourself out there introduce yourself mm-hmm. make the connections and then i was quite lucky because most of my clients kind of found me if that makes sense so right. i've never i've never really i don't know i don't know i kind of lost myself in what was the question <laughs>
0: uh- <laughs> like professionalizing your uh, photography business because you mentioned that you after reading the book kind of jumped um from being uh, only a food yeah. blogger to actually professionalizing yourself as a food photographer yeah and you mentioned things like copywriting licensing um so I was just yeah. wondering is that something that you do right now as well do you do charge license fees
1: yeah I do I mean it depends obviously on the project and who is the client and what what they need because each project, each collaboration is very different. Um, and um, if I do, you know, if I do just a photography for someone, um, there are certain things that I always establish with the client up front. So things like what are the images are going to be used for? Is it online? Is it for the print? Um, how long they are planning on using these images for? Um, how many images they looking for, um, things like, you know, copyrights or licensing of your images. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't necessarily have that knowledge if it wasn't for the books that I've read or for advice from the fellow photographers. So you're obviously building a network along sort of building your business. and to be honest, most of the people I've met within the industry is through Instagram community. Um, yeah. And I've connected with loads of photographers based in the UK. Um, and it was just through an exchange of advice and, you know, what our other professional photographers do um, that I've learned what I should be doing as well. So yeah, I think it was, you know, loads of... Um, loads of the people I've connected with have been doing it for much longer than I have um, and they were kind enough to share their knowledge with me um, and there is a you know, couple of people out there who I know are always there to help me as well so I know if I've got a question related to photography side of my business only, or maybe technical question or maybe something about copyrights or pricing I know I can um, give them a call and speak to them, and they will be able to mm-hmm. advise me on it so um I think you know it's important to build these relationships because sooner or later you're gonna need to reach out and you're gonna have to ask how somebody else is doing it as well, so I think networking is a great um is a great way of doing it um Certainly. but yeah, I think. You know the more you read the more you do it and um, you obviously expand your knowledge as as mm-hmm. you go yeah. um but loads of it, it it's just all comes with the experience as well I think so you become more comfortable and more natural with what you do um but as I said it's still a learning curve for me as well uh-huh. and some things I'm still like oh how should I do that so um, yeah. I know who I can ask. I can ask so and so. So yeah, it's 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 all about building these relationships and just constantly Networking. expanding your knowledge. I think certainly
0: interesting. And um well, you were talking a lot about reaching out to the clients, um, and that mm. a lot of clients did find you. But do yeah. you indeed uh, still do the pitches to the brands and the clients, or do you wait for the clients to find you mostly?
1: Um. I don't. To answer it shortly, I don't pitch anymore. Um, So Mm -hmm. I did. And it depends, really. If I've got loads of work, you know, if I've got loads of projects going on, um, I won't necessarily pitch to the brands or to the clients. Um, Because I know I've got, you know, steady income coming in. I've got enough projects to keep me busy as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Most of my clients, as I said earlier, I've been lucky enough that most of the clients have actually found me um It's either right. through through Instagram or through the word of mouth as well so um I'm quite lucky that the area that I live in it's there's loads of like local community in here, so there's loads of oh, um nice. there's loads of small businesses there's loads of small little pubs and cafes and restaurants and loads of people know each other so I think I'm quite lucky with this that through the word of mouth I've got a little group of clients just from my area yeah Uh that I can I can operate within um but don't get me wrong like at the start when I was just beginning um I was pitching to brands I was sending emails I was looking for contacts I was Mm. I was doing my research and obviously going out of my way to find the clients because obviously we all have to start somewhere at the beginning it's not like I had 20 clients that I was working with I had nobody um but I think you know there's nothing wrong with pitching to brands I think it's a great way of putting yourself out there and introducing yourself and even if initially nothing comes out of it um nobody says that in the future they won't reach out so no
0: definitely yeah
1: um so so yeah, I think I don't know, I think we live in a in a sort of strange times and yeah, I think right at now, the moment yeah. it, this industry the industry's changing so much, like constantly, especially now, but um just putting putting the current climate aside, I think um I think brands are reaching out more rather than the other way around if you know what I mean I think it's probably mainly for like you know the revolution that came yeah. with Instagram and anyone who's got a DSLR yeah. camera nowadays can be can be monetizing it in a way if that makes sense and I think Certainly. you know it's it's good it's good to reach out there's nothing wrong with that it's great to be pitching to brands especially if you're just starting out um yeah. I think it's a great way of of putting yourself out there but for myself, personally, I think I'm at the point where, luckily, I don't have to do it anymore.
0: No, yeah. Same here, actually, mostly.
1: I'm yeah, happy. that's but, good. Uh,
0: that's that's how I started, too. Yeah, writing yeah. never-endless yeah. swamps of emails to lots of restaurants and brands and everything. Yeah. yeah.
1: And did you concentrate just out of interest? Did you concentrate on just, like, your local um businesses or did you reach out to somebody like i don't know national brands or do you know what i mean
0: no in the beginning beginning uh it was local and it was uh not even brands as much as restaurants that was my start and then slowly i switched more towards working with the brands but in the beginning it was easiest um easiest to access restaurants
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely i agree i did the very similar thing a couple of years ago i think was either two or three years ago when I thought, okay, I'm comfortable with my photography now. I'm comfortable yeah. with my blog now. I know what I'm doing, kind of. Um, and this was this point when I actually wanted to expand my horizons a little bit. Because you do get stuck in the root, right? Like if you just keep doing the same thing, it gets very yeah. repetitive. I and mean, it's just a matter of time until you get bored with your with, with yourself and your own photography. So I think I've watched a webinar from Broma Bakery. Um I've signed up to one of her webinars where she was talking about pitching to restaurants mm-hmm. and how to um how to work with your local restaurants and um and I thought, "Oh, what the heck? I'm going to give it a go." And I just sent a bunch of emails to the restaurants just around my area. Um Saying, and back then, I was just offering them some photography um in exchange, purely for me coming in then, having an experience of taking photos for them, so just yeah. for the purpose of me expanding my portfolio. and so many of them came back, like I was genuinely surprised, obviously, you know, um they had something out of it because they could use the photos I would take for them for their socials or websites or whatever. And I would be able to expand my portfolio and, yeah. and the knowledge really. And an and this them. is how it started as well because yeah. quite a few of them from this little project of mine, um, quite a few of them have become the regular clients since then. Same so, here. Same here, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's definitely worth reaching out. Yeah. Um, if you if you're trying to build your client base, then obviously yeah, sure. do it. Reach out, and you will be surprised. What, sure. How much good can come out of it?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, awesome. And then I was wondering, um, out of curiosity, uh, how mm. how many clients do you usually have? Let's say I, I know it's super. Um, well, at least for me, it's always up and down, and up and yeah. down going. It's it's very unstable. But, um, just out of curiosity, approximately how many per month do you get an assignments for,
1: um, I would say probably on average, there's about five monthly projects that Mm -hmm. I do, but it, it depends. Obviously, currently it's a very different (laughs) situation, um, but luckily actually it is picking up now. So it it is good. Yeah, it Mm is. Um, I would say on average about five, but it depends mm-hmm. because I'm sure, as you are aware, it's there is a big chunk of our work that is very seasonal. So oh, yeah. what I mean by that is, you know, in, in January, you've got uh, health trends and all the vegan stuff that comes in February, it's Valentine's, March time um March, April, it's Easter related content. Then yep. you know it's it's all very seasonal. Then we've got obviously Halloween and Christmas and Yeah. Um so there are peak times um in which like I remember last December it was just crazy. <laughs> December was crazy so, for me also,
0: yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um,
1: I think like, you know, it starts from November and then all the way up to Christmas it was just non-stop non-stop so every two or three days it was a different project for a different client and it's obviously great for the financial side of things but it it is a non-stop (laughs) um but I would say probably no at the moment I've got I've got three regular clients so I work with them monthly um and and yeah, and it's just any ad hoc that comes in my way that obviously mm-hmm. time permitting um, and depending on the project, but I would say probably on average, there's about five projects going on. Um, awesome. So yeah, always keeps me busy. That's nice. good. <laughs> and regular
0: clients is also a very good Yeah. Thing. How, do, how do you establish that kind of a relationship? What kind um, of client would be the one that would need a regular um, content? So I that give like you an monthly?
1: example. Yeah, I give you an example. One of them is actually a very big chain of hotels. So last year mm. um, I was approached by, it's again because of the location that I'm in. I'm very lucky where I am. I'm in the middle of Hampshire countryside in the UK, which is very picturesque. It's a lovely place to live. It's a lovely place to be. Um, but just around the corner, there is a Four Seasons Hotel, um, which is, obviously a very well-known brand across the world um and I was still pinching myself a little bit and I, I was very lucky last year they've approached me um and and yeah we just started working together they approached me so I'm creating a content for these guys um on a monthly basis um and um and yeah and any ad hoc um, work or photography that they do need so awesome that was done through again this came out as a back of a networking I've done about four years ago um, so there was a small group of networking um, the, the, there is a group of small businesses um, within my area and they do these networking events once every two to three months And I just found out through a friend about one of these events. And she said, oh, why don't we go and see what it's all about? So we went there and actually it was held in this very hotel. Um, And so I met a few of the members of the team of the hotel. So they were people who actually deal with PR and event managers and so on. And, you know, we exchanged the business cards. We exchanged the contacts. and. I didn't hear anything for two years and then last year just, you know, an email came through from them saying, Oh hey, by the way, would you like to meet up and discuss potential opportunities that we can, you know, collaborate together on? So wow. that was very unexpected, but yeah, you know, that came through and, and we built a relationship where now we we work. Um we We collaborate together. We we are regularly um, doing different projects together. And also um, I've got another regular client. Well, two more. Um, They are local businesses. They are very local to me. It's people who run their own small businesses. One is a boutique shop. Um, The other one is an online shop. Mm -hmm. Um, And... They both sell very different products, um, but I do a bit of a product photography for them and I do a bit of a social media management for them as well. So I just help them with the oh, Instagram nice. accounts. Um, but again, these came, these actually came to me through word of mouth. So mm-hmm. somebody recommended me, and that's how it happened. So again, I didn't necessarily reach out to them. Um, I knew of them, I knew them as my local, you know, businesses, I knew what they, who they are, what they do, but um, luckily they reached out to me before I did to them, so yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and yeah, I think it's important among all the projects that you do, I think having the regular clients is really what you want, because... Yeah you know let's let's be honest we're not doing it for love so I mean as much as I love photography it's it's you know it's also my lifehood so this is what I do for a living so um, it's great because these regular customers are a you know steady stream of income you know you can count on them and you know they're coming in on a monthly basis or two monthly or however often they are Um, while with all the other collaborations it's as and when they come so you don't know who's gonna reach out to you but with these regular um customers you know yeah exactly so Mm. I think this is what you these are the relationships you want to continue having you want to look after them you want to nourish them as much as possible
0: yeah definitely I agree Oh, that's a really good one, I think. How
1: about you? Do you have like most of your clients are regular clients as well that you do on a monthly basis or um
0: not as often as monthly basis. I don't have ones that need content that often. That's why I was very curious about it mm, but mm. i have I have regulars that I do a couple of months. Yeah, and is it restaurants mainly? Um, With this, no, actually not. It's it's brands with restaurants. It's even more seasonal. I have uh, Mm -hmm. indeed couple uh but they need I don't know every three months, every four months. More like when they change, like uh, from spring menu to winter menu. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Of course. Yes, it's
0: even less. But I know a lot of restaurants that actually do, um, and I know some photographers that do also monthly content and even mm-hmm. managing social media. But yeah. since I don't do social media management, it's not something I got um, as an assignment yet.
1: Yeah, no.
0: so I, was very I think it's also it's, it's 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 very
1: different. Everyone is very different, you know. I think it's also what you feel comfortable with because there are certain photographers that I know that will do just photography and and that's all what they do. Um, I kind of. Um, I like to do loads of different things, if that makes sense. So I enjoy <laughs> yes. I enjoy having loads of different things to keep me occupied. And, you know, I'm trying um, also at the moment, especially because of the current climate, to be honest, um, I think we all have to shift our minds a little bit and try to adjust to the new situation. Um, and, you know, at the moment, I'm trying to get a little bit more into helping people with their websites as well so right. as much as I hate technology um, I think you know <laughs> um, I'm, 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 I am I'm know a few things so during the last few years um, I've learned a few things along the way um, and I'm happy to share that knowledge and help others to get where they need to be as well so I'm trying to dip my toe a little bit into website design and help my clients who actually are my photography clients and um, right. help them with the side of the social media or And the how do you let well. them
0: know that you do that as well? Do you do you like write them um, an email? Do you pitch that hey, I also do
1: Yeah, I mean it 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 differs. I mean don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm a <laughs> pro with website design. Um, but um, I do normally say when I meet up with the client that you know if if they also looking for uh, any help with the social media so maybe if they want to know you know how how to manage it properly or they need help with designing the grid or they need a bit more help with gaining more followers or write their captions or what hashtags to use I'm happy to help with that and I also always mention that you know um, aside of photography I can also help you um, with the technical side of your of of, of your website if needed to be. So right. sometimes, you know, sometimes nothing comes out of it because they say, oh, no, I've got somebody who manages this site for me already or I do it myself and so that's all great. But there's there's quite a lot of, especially small businesses, that I think quite often need help with, mm-hmm. with the technical side of things as well. So occasionally I do that as well. Awesome. I think it's, you know, with, with the current situation as well, um, I know few photographers who um, just when the crisis started, you know, the whole thing with the with the coronavirus, um, because especially the food industry has been hit so badly. Um, I think, you know, I'm sure you've seen it as well. Quite a few photographers, the way they they shifted and how quickly they jumped on it, saying like, you know, um, if you are a small business, um I'm happy to help you with like, you know, um any photography you may need for your takeo- takeaway menus or yeah, I've seen, yeah. takeout or any product photography because we all have to shift our mindset at the moment. So quite loads of people I think at the moment as well, what is so what I'm trying to do is offer just a bit of um work for free. So you know if there is a small local business um, mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to potentially um, start a relationships with anyone yeah, in your area or, yeah, build a mm-hmm. network. So I think, you know, reaching out to these small businesses and maybe offering to do a little bit of work for free for them or just as a, you know, helping hand, uh, maybe some basic few photos or a little photo session for them. And um, you never know, it may turn into a long-lasting relationship moving forward, so... True. as much as it's horrible and this whole situation i think you know we we all trying to find ourselves in this new climate i think there's yeah. also loads of opportunities there so yeah um so yeah it's all about constantly adjusting and just trying to find these opportunities i guess makes sense yeah mm. true and i've
0: also seen their interesting thing there um one of the food photographers also offered to um capture let's say help the small businesses that are in ceramics let's say to capture their ceramics and at the same time it's a win-win situation because you get new ceramics for your collection and yeah at the same time you give pictures for free for them makers.
1: exactly yeah so i think you know yeah you scratch my back i scratch yours back yeah so, so it's yeah, kind exactly. of yeah mutual mutual yeah benefit and um And yeah, I think, you know, a very long time ago when I was just starting out, somebody said to me that the best advice they can give to someone is concentrate on your local community. And as cheesy as it sounds, it's very true, Um, especially in my case, because if you build a network with all these little businesses and people around you and, you know, um, you you know, you can kind of rely on them. They can rely on you and, and, and you always, I don't know, I feel like, you know, there's always something happening and, and, and because it's so local and people are all, um, all in it together. So like all these small businesses, it's just, um, it's just, you know, if you, if you help someone, I think good karma will come back to you and
0: Mm. eventually
1: something good will come out of it.
0: But actually, here a question raises in my head. Um, if it's very local, isn't it difficult to charge them a price that pays enough for your time?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't say so. I think, it, again, it depends on the client. Because, you know, if it's a local small business, let's say if it's a local boutique shop that they're just looking for some product photography for the clothing range or home wear range of candles um it's gonna be very different rather than charging a big chain of hotels for the bit for the bit of work you do for them if you know what I mean so yeah. it all depends on the brand and it's obviously very personal um choice how you how you're gonna price it but um mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that just because they local, you would struggle with with, with pricing. It, not in my case. Maybe, I'm not sure, maybe the other photographers do, but um, I don't personally find that to be the case.
0: Okay. And do you charge these local, um, let's say, brands um, licensing fee as well? Or is this something when you just scrap um, away (laughs) um,
1: um i don't know in in case of these local businesses i don't charge them the licensing fee i think this is more for big names and big brands so if it's a project where let's say a brand contacts me and say they want to they want me to use the product let's just say for, for for an example um they want me to use the product for um, a recipe creation and they want me to create the photos with that product um and they don't want me to share it anywhere it's not like i need to post it on my social media they purely just want the uh, product um to be used in a photos um then obviously the first thing i do is i always establish what they're going to use this image for so where that image is going to appear cuz again based on the experience and the knowledge um, i gain over the years i think you know you, you do learn that oh if a big brand approaches me they can use this photo in, in in so many different ways you know they can use it on a huge billboards in the middle of the town center or they can use it in A magazine that they're gonna sell millions of copies of or they can use it on a product packaging that they sell millions of as well so you obviously need to think about that a little bit and you know if it's a brand of coca-cola just for an example you know it's not a small local business who cannot afford to pay the right price for for your photography so i think you need to establish from the start, what they actually going to use that image for and be very clear um, and then take it from there. So obviously, if it's if it's an if it's just for online purposes and they're only going to use it for their social media or on their website, just as a, let's say, featuring some recipes, um, then I will look at it differently as if they were told me that they're going to use it in print or maybe they're going to use it on their menus um, all over the country or, you know. So it's just establishing what actually that image is going to be used for exactly and then taking Mm -hmm. it from there. Um, But the licensing fees and the copyrights, I would say I only... I only use it if it's a very specific um client who only requires photography of the product and if it's if it's like a well known well established brand right um, but I don't charge license fees or copyrights for my regular clients or for the local businesses. It's not something I do
0: right makes sense to mm-hmm. be honest. How about right.
1: you? Do you charge the licensing fee and copyrights for for the for the work you do?
0: Right now, not really. I'm trying mm-hmm. to start doing that, but yeah. it's really hard because when I calculate the time um, that I would take on a project and the price comes out, mm-hmm. it's already um, pretty high price. That is yeah. already pretty difficult to already negotiate, but I can't even yeah, imagine I agree. putting it. Although I do leave a percentage that I put on top of my price as for negotiation gap, which could yeah. be kind of count as...
1: Um, yeah kind of always always start it. high always start high because you yeah, know it's gonna go lower
0: <laughs> i always do that i always put the percentage on top To yeah because i think
1: this is um it. this is what was so great about lisa pritchard's book um setting up a successful photography business because in this book she does lists all these things that you need to take consideration when you're doing your pricing for a client because sometimes you won't necessarily think about it you know like Mm -hmm. your production fees or any of your expenses or maybe you need to hire some people to help you with your shoot or you know you need to take all these things into consideration when you're actually doing just the pricing part of your project and then on top of that you need to add your Copyrights fees which are they can be astronomical if you're talking about worldwide copyrights yeah. usage this is that's why you know within within the industry photographers would normally say you don't really sell copyrights to your images because nowadays it just doesn't work It 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 doesn't it doesn't calculate it's much better to license an image let's say for a period of 12 months where a brand can use it as often as they want for whatever purposes they they want um mm. but um but yeah i think this is why this book was so eye opening to me because it actually made me realize that there is this whole other side to photography business that i didn't know you know i was just happy going not just you know happy snapping um with my camera where actually you need to think about Oh, this other side of you know. Oh my gosh! Actually, I should be charging it. and Damn, I'm
0: very curious about that book now. Yeah, I no, so yeah, I really.
1: One. It's not even that big, you know. It's a quite thin book, uh-huh. <laughs> um, which is great as well. <laughs> um, is... but No, like seriously, it's 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 full of great advice, and it's mm-hmm. a fellow photographer who actually recommended it to me. It's 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 somebody who, at the start of my journey, was a little bit like a mentor for me. I knew I can always speak to him and he would be full of very helpful advice because it was the time when I was actually transitioning, not transitioning, but transforming from just like blogging photography and collaborations with brands for like just blogging side, transitioning a little bit into more of commercial photography, I guess. So if you, you know, if you're leaning towards this side of the spectrum and you think you know of taking up more of the commercial projects um, I think it's a great great well great place to you know expand your knowledge on all of these things and um, and he actually recommended this book to me because back then I did not have a clue about copyrights I had a brand who reached out to me and it was an American brand Um, And they wanted to know how much I would charge for the copyrights for the images. Mm -hmm. And I did not have a clue where to even start with this. (laughs) There is a little bit of information online, but it wasn't really sufficient for me. So luckily, again, through Instagram community, I knew of this um, person who is a commercial photographer. He's been within the industry for many, many years and he's specializing in the restaurant photography,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and um, and yeah, he was very helpful, and he recommended this book to me, and um, and yeah, it was a great eye opener because I think you know I've I've reached out to a couple of photographers that back then I was looking up to a lot, and. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they were not that helpful when it came to sharing an information with me. So I just kind of, you know, yeah. um, I I just left it at that, and I didn't pers- persist with my questions because you you know when somebody just doesn't want yeah, to yeah, share yeah. that information with you, which is fine. You know, everyone is different. No, no hard yeah. feelings. Um, but yeah he was very helpful he recommended that book to me I got that within a couple of days I've read the book and I was like right I know exactly what I need to do Um so I've written down my own contract my own terms and conditions that nice. I now attach to every single project and every single pricing that I give to the client there's always my terms and conditions as well um I think it just it it doesn't matter if it's a very small job, if it's a small project or if it's a big project, you know, I think it also makes you look much more professional Um, if you've mm. got if you've got your own terms and conditions and, and you know, you, you, you know exactly how to price yourself. So so, yeah, it all it all depends on the project. But obviously, the bigger the client, the bigger the price. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that's true awesome thanks for sharing okay the last question again out of curiosity because i'm very curious um what would you say percentage-wise um of your income comes from the um your blog so like sponsored um let's say um posts Mm -hmm. and everything uh versus food photography as of client um
1: i would say it's probably about 50 50 to be honest um, so. at the moment, purely because of you know the situation we are in at the moment, um I think the photography side is is the majority of of the income um but um in a normal circumstances, I think it's kind of fifty fifty. There's a loads of there's a loads of um work that I do with um brands, especially supermarkets um or just you know little um little businesses that are just emerging into the um surface um but there is also as i mentioned earlier because i've got you know regular clients who i work with like on a monthly or two monthly basis um so that is always coming through as well um so yeah i would say about 50 50. awesome Cool. I was at the beginning, curious. at the beginning, when I was starting out, it was all through um, the blogging side. So yeah. any any kind of income that I would make was purely from collaborations with the brands. They would either want me to feature the product on my blog mm-hmm. and my social channels. Um, and yeah, all of all of the income was just from there. Um, but with time, you know, more and more. um businesses or clients um, started reaching out and then you're building this side of things as well. So it's kind of 50-50. As I always say, it's good not to put all of your eggs in one basket, you know. So it's always good to have loads of little sources of of, of income. Um, Another thing is like um, you can obviously do um, stock photography as well. Um, I did it for some time I'm not doing it anymore I found it not worth um, in my case it was just you know peanuts that I would get from the stock photography and Mm -hmm. I just found the whole process a little bit long-winded and um, but Mm -hmm. I know a bunch of photographers who are who are having a great side income just from the stock photography um mm-hmm. so this is also something to something worth to look into or to expand if you are a photographer and looking for an extra sources also true especially right now yeah do mm. you do took I, photography
0: um i tried like i did on uh, 500 pixels so like get yeah images, but yeah it's like you get 50 cents out of uh, <laughs> yeah euros that they send my image for i i i got mad so i just i i decided not to do it yeah So, yeah, because they sell the image for about, what, $50, and then you get 50 cents out of it or so? Exactly. Yeah. I got very pissed, and then I took out my images.
1: Yeah, I did exactly the same. I signed up, I think, with two different agencies that a fellow blogger or photographer recommended and submitted a bunch of images and... And then I remember logging in, like, because I, I completely forgot about it. And then somebody reported to me through my Instagram saying, Anna, I think this is your photo they're using. And I completely forgot that I submitted it through the stock agency. And I reached out to that person saying, like, mm-hmm. um, it's fine if you're using my photo, but at least some credit will be will be nice. And they replied back saying, oh, I'm really sorry, but we actually bought that through the stock Photography agency, and I was like, "Oh, I remember now." Um, But yeah, it was you know I've submitted so many photos, and I think I logged in two months later, and it was like thirty pence or
0: (laughs) something like
1: that. So it's just it it didn't work in my case. But as I said, I know at least a couple of people who I know are making. A very steady income from stock yeah, photography. But it
0: can be a good game if you pu- uh, put a lot of attention to that. I mean, if you make the images yeah. that really work, like for Easter, for Christmas, or whatever. But mm. you do have to put your time in it. And I feel like if I concentrate on that instead of concentrating on clients, I also kind of lose that that my image can be bought for cheaply versus you know actually yeah. selling my images straight to the clients. I feel like my value kind of drops if I do that.
1: Yeah, I don't know absolutely if
0: that's true or not, but. Uh,
1: no i i think it is you know and i know loads of people have also loads of photographers have got a very different approach to the stock photography and they're saying oh you know it's just a very quick you don't need to faff around with the whole setup and you don't need to really style anything because it's just a very straightforward you've got a product whatever it is an apple or banana or whatever um, and you just (laughs) take a photo of it you know in loads of different angles and, and and things but but, yeah, I just, yeah, it didn't work in my case.
0: <laughs> Here not either.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, Anna, oh, I'm yeah. not going to hold you even longer.
1: Oh, no, that's fine.
0: <laughs> this is a really fun conversation. I'm just, I could listen and listen to you all, all day long, really. Oh,
1: thanks. <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah. Okay, one more question. Last one. Go on. Okay, last one. Um I also was wondering when you have like sponsored um, posts and you put that on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. doesn't your engagement go down? Because every time I say like, I don't really have sponsored uh, posts because I'm not as much mm-hmm. as influencer, but I photograph uh, brands. And every time mm-hmm. I put like the client work that I'm proud of, but you can see mm-hmm. the brand name in it, my uh, engagement goes just completely down because we see the brand and they're like my audience, like yeah. put the shield over. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I know what I you mean. I know what you mean. It. Um a little bit, yes, but it depends really. I think it depends on what it is as well. And sometimes it's just especially when it comes to Instagram, you just never know. Sometimes the photo that you're going to put out there that you think, "Oh my god, I just I don't even know should I be putting it out there?" and it's gonna do great it's like oh my god you know it's getting thousands of likes and the reach is amazing and interaction with it is fantastic and sometimes you think i nailed this this photo this is it this is bee's knees and you put it out there and it's like crickets (laughs) it's like well (laughs) where's my audience um so i think it's very different you never know with instagram like I think it's important to learn what your audience reacts to well Mm -hmm. and what they engage with the most. But I agree with you. Sometimes if I put the sponsored content out there or the work I've done for the client and I post it on Instagram, um, it may not do as well as a photo of chocolate cake, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mind you, like I had a very successful campaigns that I sponsored campaigns that had a great reach and the audience engaged with them in a great way. And they had loads of likes, you know, thousands of likes. Mm -hmm. And it was a sponsored post. Um, So I think it just depends, really. Like with Instagram, it's very hard to say because of obviously Mm -hmm. you never know what algorithm is going to favor. There are certain things that I know my audience always going to react well to. Um, So perhaps when I do a sponsored campaign, I try to bear that in mind as well. Um, If a brand, let's say, is giving me a free hand in what I actually want to create, then I would think first about what the audience actually likes and what they always respond to well. And maybe I would go with chocolate cake just because I know it's going to be received very well. Um, But sometimes you want to be just creative and you want maybe do something else that you know may not necessarily be well received. But still, I think as a photographer, you, you want to expand your own knowledge and your set of skills. And if you just keep doing what you've always been doing, you never... Learn and progress and discover the other things. So, I learned a very long time ago not to let Instagram get into your head, or you know, the amount of likes you get under the photo. It it doesn't mean anything really. Like, in a long term and in a scale of things, it doesn't matter. Um, all what I want to do is you know have fun with my creative process. I want to do what I want to do, and if somebody doesn't like it, well tough (laughs) I cannot please you cannot please everyone but sponsored content does seem always to have a lower not always it does on most of the occasions I think it's always slightly lower with the engagement although it doesn't mean it's always the case because as I said I had a very successful sponsored Mm -hmm. campaigns that were, were were received better than my normal posts so it's so, just hard yeah. to hard to tell with Instagram, but there's always this element when you do a sponsored work that I think loads of people think, oh, this is sponsored. Like, oh, he or she sold sold herself or yeah. sold her soul. Um, yeah. But but on the flip side, like, well, you have to make money from something, you know. Like, I need to be able to afford to. Buy my equipment and you know yeah. invest in my business and in myself, and I cannot do it unless I do a little bit of a sponsored work as well. So I always try to support my you know community or people who I connected with or my my group of you know Instagram friends and 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 you know I'm always kind of looking forward to seeing what they're gonna come up with if they're doing a sponsored campaign i'm always thinking like oh i want to see you know how they think what what they're putting out sure. there who they working with um that's a nice way to look at it yeah. and yeah and always try to support that as well because obviously you know you know we all need money to survive somehow and yes i think there are certain limits if you're a food blogger and or food photographer, and all of a sudden I see on your feed an advert for a shower gel, that's going to confuse <laughs> me. That's going to make me think, like, it's maybe a little bit cringy, if you know what I mean. But yeah, you always have to think, like, well, you know, it's just a person, it's just a human being on the other side who's just trying to make the ends meet and, you know, good for them. But I think there is, you know... I'm trying to be very conscious of who I work with to make sure that that is going to work with my audience as well if that makes sense. So you yeah. won't see a shower gel on my on my Instagram if that makes sense. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, I think sponsored content is a great way of, you know, um of 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 making money as well and if it's if it's a brand that is in line with your core values and your brand values it's it's great um if it's not then i probably would not go for it but hey ho everyone is different if you wanna if you wanna put shower jelly out there then go for it yeah Um, yeah. hmm. awesome
0: okay great oh yeah so last but not least where can the listeners find you anna
1: Oh, um, well, you can find me on my Instagram, um, Anna underscore which is probably the most difficult handle you've ever seen. (laughs) Um, but you can also find me on my blog, which is anabanana.co. So I try to post weekly recipes on my blog. Um, and, and yeah, I'm also on Pinterest, um, but I think Instagram and my website are my main um, main places I hang out at.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing so many wonderful things, Anna. It was such oh, a pleasure listening welcome. to you.
1: That's great. Thank you. Thanks for having me.